Lockheed Martin and using LSTM to uh, predict accumulation price. Okay, so accumulation price is you take a, a base amount, $1,000 for example, that's what I started with, and you look at, um, in this case I'm looking at five years, so if I look at my accumulation over five years, it means that I earned back on that with dividends, probably, and not including stock pl uh, splits and so forth, about $1,800. So um, not a bad increase in profit. Now what I want to do is use uh, some rules for uh, determining the counts of positive percent positive change growth or percent uh, percent change positive and looking at those as sequential as terms of buy, hold, or sell. And the definition of sell is if, uh, is if the percent change goes negative and buy if it is at least two consecutive trade days positive and you want to hold it uh, for every day that it remains positive and then if it goes negative, then sell. So we wanna look at the distribution of that pattern and then use that as a feature for predict predicting the accumulation growth of your $1,000. Okay, so to get started, uh, what I did was I got uh, um, LTM from Yahoo. I got both the dividends and the stock growth and then I, I filter I go back to uh, 2017. Then what I want to do is merge the dividends with the um, with the stock values, and I'll do a left join, and I'm going to do it on the index. Okay, so what I did was um, I do the parse uh, parse dates, and that will convert the date as a an index value. Uh, well, actually, it's going to parse the dates for the date column. And then, um, where's my set index? Um, hmm. Well, per, I'm thinking that this parse dates does set the index. Let me just double check that. So the way you can check it is you just take your data frame that you load and then you put your index. You can do print index dot name. Okay, let's just see what it is. Okay, yeah, and it's showing that the index is date. So that's what I was thinking happened. Okay, so when you do parse dates, it sets that as the index. And now we have the index. We're going to merge it left uh, where the, the DF is the stock price and the DF dividends is your dividends. And then we'll just print it out. So you can see the result of your merge. We have our date. You have the stock information and then your dividend amounts. So it's great. So that shows that the dividends made it in. So we want to invest $1,000 in LTM. Let's go ahead and get rid of and replace all the infinity or uh, NPM 
numbers and then we'll replace the infinity negative positive with NPM and then we'll drop uh, the NAs. <clears throat> then what I want to do is get the first state. So I'll take my index and I'll get a min. That'll return my first state. And then I can use that first state uh, against my index to calculate the price of open and I'll divide that into my investment and that'll give me the number of shares. So my initial shares was about three, almost four shares for my $1,000. So then what I wanna do is calculate my open accumulation. So that'd be the open amount, accumulative, uh, and I get my, my percent change plus one, uh, come product, and then typecast it as a flow, and then multiply that by my investment. Okay, and then I will calculate for open percent change and I'll fill NAs with zeros. So what we end up with is the initial shares was four shares and I have 1,404 rows with 10 features. Okay, so now if I wanna plot it, I'm gonna plot first the accumulation uh, against the x-axis. So uh, you, here's my years and to the left side will be uh, the accumulation of the $1,000, so I accumulate from 1000 to 1800 which is roughly how much I would earn. And then um, I would have my percent change. So you can see, well, actually, in this case, it's showing that it went up to 1800 but finishes up somewhere around $1,250, $1,300. And then my percent change was about 10%. Um, so it's averaging about 10% as the high. And it's going in the positive direction. So from a, a glance, it would say, I would say if you put a linear regression on your percent change, uh, that it's in a positive slope. And also, if you look at your accumulation, uh, put a, a linear regression on it, it looks like it's flat or, or slightly positive. And that's pretty good considering the market's trend. So here we're looking at dividends. So I show the dividend payouts for the last five years. And, um, and, that's, and that's important because dividends are a measure of how well the company's doing and the earnings and passing that on to the investor. Okay, so the way you get the volatility is you look at your percent change, put it in a rolling 30-day uh, cycle, Calculate the standard deviation. That's your volatility. Um, volatility or standard deviation is variance from the mean. And so that shows you how the data is varying, how prices varying, or in other words, how your open prices are varying. So if you have a lot of volatility, it means there's a lot of swing in price, uh, negative and positive. Okay, so next thing we wanna do is I'm gonna do my buy, sell, hold. And again, my basic algorithm is uh, open percent positive count. So I'm keeping track of how many times uh, in, in a sequence starting at one uh, that the, the percent change is sequentially positive. And then when it changes, it will go back to zero. And um, then I have for my actions will be sell, buy, hold, or no action. And I'll set that into my data frame. And the buy count is when the percentage change is positive for more than two consecutive days.
Okay, so you can see here my open positive counts. And if you look at the open accumulative and the percent changes, they are moving in the positive direction. So that causes the positive count to, to increment. Okay, so once I do that, I want to look at uh, buy, sell, or hold. So I have hold will be zero, um, buy will be one, and two will be sell. So you can see there's a lot of sell signals, and that's due to the higher level of volatility, uh, where things could be profit, the stock could be profit taking. And you don't want to invest in a stock that's uh, there's a lot of profit taking and a lot of uncertainty. You want to invest in a stock where, where people are optimistic about it, they're buying it, they're holding it, and they're uh, accumulating on the dividends. Okay, so what we do here is we'll create a, um, an incident. So we're looking at incident and, and mean and size. And you can look at the positive count. The positive count is showing two incidents of zero, one incident of one, or sorry, um, uh, incidents where positive count is zero is 657. So that's your hold count. Um, where the positive count is one, that's 359. So there's some growth there. And then two consecutive days, that's 184. Three consecutive days, 103. Four consecutive days of positive, 53 five consecutive days of positive 32. And so as you look at this, you really want to see this region here to be strong. That's what I'm looking for, that three, four, five, six days where there's lots of occurrences in that region. That's telling me that that's a really good stock. Okay, so the next thing we wanna do is we wanna take uh, open positive uh, count and the buy count so the buy count is uh, the date, the sequential days that are in buys, and uh, and we'll use that for predicting the open accumulation. So that's these are the, the three features, and I want to do a sequence of 50. So I'm going to go back 50, and I'm going to build list within list, and uh, shape that with my sequential. So you can see that my X train will have now. Uh, 1,120 rows. It's uh, been sequenced 50 back, and there's three features. So there's my three features. One, two, three. There's my three features. And then the Y is a single feature, which is my open accumulation, and it's se sequenced at 50. So once I have that, now I can get my MB features, which is going to be three, my sequence will be 50. Return the sequence is true, so that uh, returns passes that on to the next layer. In and uh, 128 neurons, I would do batch normalization, my dropout rate, and then I, this layer here, which returns false, that makes it into a one-dimensional array. So it turns the values here on the neurons to one-dimensional white ray. I batch normalize it to reduce the noise in the network and prevent neurons from dying. And then my last step is to make it linear. I'll use an atom uh, optimizer with mean squ absolute square. And I'm gonna look for accuracy. So that produces a 200,000 parameter network. Um, I'm gonna train it 
and you can see when I trade it for a thousand epics that my losses uh, drop down significantly. So on a finally finish, it finishes somewhere around 29 for my loss. Super nice. Um, the accuracy is not is um, um, maybe what I should have done is instead of plotting accuracy, plot the loss, and that would then show that it was decreasing. And then I can also evaluate it and get my mean square error and return back that, and it's showing there a loss of 63. And then I can just plot. Now, in this case here, I could have used, I've just used X-Train, but I could have also uh, 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 do a train test split and then get my X X test and then fed that in and against my uh, my predictions and then plot out the ground truth versus the prediction for the open accumulation. So in conclusion, the purpose of this would be to analyze the possibility of what features are contributing to the growth of that stock and maybe the popularity. Maybe it's uh, more frequent dividend payments that's attracting bigger uh, funds who are seeking fixed income. That, For example, like Apple. That's one reason why Apple's growth was phenomenal because pension funds, some of the largest pension funds uh, were investing into Apple. So they were taking strong positions in Apple. And, and that may have been due to um, decisions that Apple was a big company and they wanted that big company in their portfolio. So there's those kind of reflections. Uh, another one could be they were, they were trying to uh, lure in fixed income investments, things like money markets and mutual funds maybe to, that were seeking fixed income and that might be one reason. And also LTM is investing in energy and so perhaps that was uh, another indication that they're becoming more of a utility and the dividend payments trends might be uh, increasing. So that might suggest that uh, more companies are looking to LTM as an energy producing technology, not just a defense contractor.